0: Sports fans rejoice. You're listening to my team, my voice with MTMV Sports. Hey yo, what up? It's Tori Deshaun, aka Boopy, and you listening to MTMV Sports Skat. How's it? Able- And now, the time fight fans all across the globe have been waiting for. It's the MTMV main card with your man, The Voice. As always, let's start off with some headlines and hot takes. John Jones. Yeah, he's back in the news again for the same stuff that happened before. uh, Dealing with his incident at the strip club recently he was given a 90 day deferred sentence uh, he can't have any legal trouble during that time he also cannot consume alcohol or drugs I don't know how often they're going to be testing him for this but uh, for John for whew, three months not being able to partake of any kind of substances whew, that that seems like One of the greatest fights that he'll have to have in his life, which is a sad commentary, but it's the truth. He also is on uh, probation. It's unsupervised, but he is on probation and cannot return to that establishment, which I think of all of the punishments handed down in this deferred sentence, that's the most important because it protects to an extent the young lady who was assaulted as long as she continues to work there she doesn't have to worry about showing up to work and whether or not he'll come in and make life difficult for her the California State Athletic Commission has been at the forefront when it comes to regulating sports as far as um, fight sports are concerned all uh, the combat sports that they, they've been really at the forefront of them New Jersey, uh, Vegas not really um, Vegas is known because they do a lot but really California and New Jersey are generally the two most forward thinking states when it comes to regulating combat sports and they have done it yet again the same commission who introduced the morning weigh-ins has now put into effect that if you weigh 15% above what you weighed in at on the day of the fight, fight's off it's cancelled, it's not happening and that's great because it really should help to curb extreme weight cutting which is what they have been trying to do Uh, for quite some time is is really put as much of a stop as possible to extreme weight cutting. If you know you can't balloon up 25 pounds or so between cutting weight and the fight, you're less likely to cut as much weight because you know the fight will be called up. Main thing is getting in the ring and or cage on fight night. And that can't happen if you're cutting way too much weight in order to make the limit. Um, It passed by 5-0 vote, and it's going to be rolled out slowly. So, promoters, managers, trainers, and matchmakers will have time to get ready for it and adhere to it when they are in the Golden State. Conor McGregor. Yeah like John Jones he's back in the news again back for the same stuff so allegedly we'll say because of the laws in Ireland they don't come out and say who has been charged with what until they go through all of the findings and do all the research that they need to do so the detectives have time to do uh, their detective work and They're able to have trials and and just make sure everything is in order. Uh, They don't say anything. uh, Not about the victim. Not about the perpetrator. However, it was stated that the same person who has the rape case in Dublin is the same person who has this sexual assault case uh, that has transpired recently. It's just... This is sad. It's really sad. It's really sad. Now we know that that person is Conor McGregor because um, New York Times did a whole expose on it, so we know who it is. But it's sad. It's really sad. He has a problem. He has a problem. If this is indeed true, if he's convicted uh, of either one of these things or even if he's not convicted if this happened this is sad and he's got a problem and I pray that things stop now he tried to use some diversionary tactics regarding this by wishing Frankie Edgar a happy birthday which we'll get to uh, in our birthday segment but trying to put stuff out there about he's gonna come back and fight in December yeah right with A car that's got, what, three title fights on it? Yeah, that's gonna happen. Um, But, yeah, just all this foolishness trying to divert from the fact that you've got these legal issues that allegedly you've been causing yourself by behaving in an abhorrent fashion. Rape is not a small thing. Sexual assault is not a small thing. Punching elderly men because they won't take your drink it's not a small thing the man needs help the man needs help and Dana told the Boston Herald look I don't care what Connor is talking about I don't care if Frankie said he'd take the fight it's not happening Frankie is going to be fighting next at Bantamweight which is two weight classes below where Connor's fighting currently And we had a fight lined up with him, had Al Sterling not been hurt. That's not going to happen. I also think that Dana may be trying to put water on that fire. Because right now, with all the legal issues that Conor has, yeah, that's a PR nightmare. Promoting a fight for somebody who's got not one, but two sexual assault cases one that we know of that was rape and another sexual assault and the other stuff that he's done and been convicted of it's just it's too much it's too much kind of needs not to fight he needs to fight the the urges within him that's causing him to do the things that he's doing allegedly now some of it we know But the others, again, it's a legend and don't want to convict someone uh, before all the, the evidence comes out. But if he's doing these things, and regardless of whether he's doing it or not, for him to be continually linked with this kind of behavior is a problem. You need to change some things in your life. My prayer is that he changes his life by finding the only person who can change his life Which is Jesus And give his life over to him Because yeah Things are not going to end well If this kind of poor behavior Continues Now his Colleague His jujitsu coach Dylan Dennis who is known for uh, Being (laughs) A kind of clone As far as his Antics are concerned He did a good deed and I want a big up Dylan for doing that because it, it was wonderful. He posted. Now, posting it helps with exposure. Uh, but he posted something via social media of this young man, respectful young man. All he was doing was seemingly going to the bathroom, happened to be in there with the wrong people. They videotaped themselves jumping him. You know, just punching them all in the head in the body, just craziness and the young man was able to walk out, thank God um, you know I, I hate that he suffered the punishment but fortunately he was able to stand up uh, to the abuse that they were given he couldn't fight his way out because he was overpowered but Dylan Dennis exposed that called it for what it was just absolute gut-wrenching pain that that's that's all i can say it was just it was painful to watch i hate that that happened oh my goodness i mean it really hurts my heart when i think about what happened and i pray that everyone in it got expelled because they should have been expelled you can see the people involved as far as the video was concerned and I prayed that they were all Expelled Yeah I mean but that's neither here nor There right now What's most important is that Dylan said look if anybody knows How to find a kid I want to help Him with getting uh, Enrolled in martial arts Did indeed do that Got him enrolled in jiu jitsu Not sure how much it's going to help uh, in, in getting jumped um, But at least It helps him with building a skill set to defend himself uh, if ever he's in another situation of that nature so praying for that young man and big ups to Dylan for doing uh, doing that. that, that was excellent of him to ensure that the young man could get into school uh, for martial arts and not to pay for it alright on our prayer list this week we got Thomas Gifford as I was watching his fight with Beast Boy last week I was praying Lord please don't let him kill that man because there's no reason that that fight should have continued really past the second round when the second round was over and I found I was alerted to the fact that it was the third round I was like oh my goodness this man's taking way too much damage his father in his corner was like, yeah, you know, let's go. His his coach, Mark Montoya, who is well respected as a coach, you know, was like, well, how do you feel? He's like, horrible. He was like, well, do you want to quit? Of course the fighter's not gonna want to quit. You gotta do that for them. But the ref should have called it. Fortunately, he was pulled from the remainder of the car. And just praying that that Thomas Gifford will have as much health as he can have. After suffering uh, that kind of beat, yeah, it was uncalled for. Especially when on that same day, uh, Patrick Day was carted out of the ring in his fight, and we're praying for his family. We'll talk a bit more about that in the old one too. Also praying for Ch- Charles Cornwell, who's his opponent, who. Delivered the the blows that led to uh, Pat Day's demise. Still praying for James Ali Bashir. He had to be re-admitted into the hospital for a brain bleed. Uh, it was in connection with the sucker punch and being knocked out, uh, and at the weigh-in for Shields Havasen. So fortunately they were able to get him out or i should say get him back in after he'd been released they saw something on his uh, records was like no let's get him back in it was a brain bleed they were able to get that taken care of back at home so thank god for that but still praying for him and then praying for chuck Liddell. he officially retired recently and spoke to reporters talking about how he had to have so many different surgeries. He had a partially, uh, partial knee replacement. And now walks with a cane. He got, has a, had a blown disc in his spine. And all that he had when he fought Tito this last time, which was nearly a year ago. When he walked out to the cage for that fight, it was like, it doesn't look good. He, he, you know, he's walking out like something's wrong. Well, now we know what's wrong the doctor said had he been slammed during that fight he'd be a quadruple legion so grateful that he has officially retired hopefully no medical um, no medical board would sign off on him fighting but that's a a whole nother story but you know he's retired now and uh, praying that the next chapter of his life uh, goes as well as it can with all the things that he has endured as a fighter and the shape that is left in me. Right, birthdays this week got Matt and Mark Hughes, Hillsboro, uh, finest Hillsboro, Illinois. I'm sorry, Dot, Illinois. Uh, not too far from me. Got Team Alpha Male coach and tough twenty. I'm sorry, tough eighteen champion Chris Holsworth. Former strawweight title challenger Carolina Kavich. former UFC lightweight champ Frankie the Answer Edgar, which you spoke about a little earlier in headlines and hot takes, UFC bantamweight champ, former UFC bantamweight champ that is Holly Holm, Dana White Contender Series alum Anthony Fluffy Hernandez, Tough 21 vet and Bellator 232. Co-main event participant, survive the sleek chic Homasi. That does the headlines and hot takes up next some sweet science conversation in the old one too. Hello, my name is Venora Lewis, also known as Nora Natish, and I am the host of the V Report. Each week, you will get a report from me about what is happening in the world of sports. Once a month, I will bring you an interview done by myself with someone associated to the world of sports, whether that be an athlete, trainer, writer, agent, or etc. The interviews will be exciting and informative. So keep a lookout for more information on my social media pages. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Nora underscore Natish. You can also find my segment on the MTMV Sports Podcast. Yo, this is Maddie Ray, and you're listening to MTMV Sports. Time to go between the ropes and step into the squared circle for the old one, two. And in boxing news this week, I was going to talk about how the champ, Andy Ruiz, has slimmed down. going to talk about how Andre Rosier and Danny Jacobs supported ways was going to talk about Joseph Parker's improved health and his hopes of fighting before the year was up but Pat Day has dominated the boxing headlines and rightfully so and that's where my focus is going to be now I was watching the fight on the zone I took a Picture of the new setup because your man, the voice is, uh, is dedicated to the fight game and to keeping up with the fight game. So I uh, had Fight Central 2.0 set up, was watching everything on both of my TVs, was feeling all happy about things. And I was like, well, Let me take a picture just to, to capture the moment. Who knew that in taking that picture, it was going to capture something that? was going to dominate the headlines which is Patrick Day's fight with, uh, with Conwell no idea that this fight on the undercard was going to have such a major impact on fight sports this week unfortunately Day is the fourth fighter this year and really the fourth fighter Within about four months, that's died due to injuries suffered in the ring. Started off with Maxim Dadashev, and I was watching that fight as well when it took place. A couple days after that, you had uh, Santian who passed. Then, less than a month ago, there was a fighter in Bulgaria... Who passed? As or I should say, he shouldn't say he's he was in Bulgaria. He's from Bulgaria. Boris Stankov, who died fighting under his cousin's license because he shouldn't have been fighting. It's it's sad. It's really sad. Centeyon uh, was kind of in that same situation too, fighting like three times within about a month's period and being knocked out. Uh, here in the states, or going to his native land of Argentina to fight because the restrictions were not as great there it's sad it's really sad Uh, Patrick Day from all the accounts that I've been able to read and listen to he was a young man who was very charismatic a young man whose smile changed everything a young man with much promise now, what stood out to me initially was him stepping in the ring with those Havoc shorts with Pat Day on the leg, being in the Haitian colors. I was like, oh, those are fly. That's nice. I was like, well, you know, who's this guy? You know, just kind of watching him. That's what stood out to me, at least from the little bit of, of getting to watch him fight. But Mr. Day was a New York Golden Gloves champ. He was also an Olympian, serving as an alternate for the 2012 Games. And according to Lou DiBella, as I'm quoting him, Patrick Day didn't need to box. He came from a good family. He was a smart, educated, or he was smart, educated, had good values, and had other avenues available to him to earn a living. He chose to box, knowing the inherent risk that every fighter faces when he or she walks into a boxing ring. Boxing is what Pat loved to do. It's how he inspired people and it's something that made him feel alive. End quote. And that's the case of so many fighters. For every fighter that passes and I'm not trying to downplay the fact that this is happening. I'm not trying to downplay the fact that again within the past Four months, you've had a death a month associated with boxing. That's that—that's a cause for alarm. Things need to change. They need to do some things differently. And, and Eddie Hearn, who promoted the fight, said this. He actually said it soon after uh, the two fighters who passed in. July. He was talking about different things that needed to be done. But directly after this one, because he was a promoter, he had this to say to IFL TV. There are so many things we can look at as a community, particularly brain scans. One of the issues is the frequency of scans, in my opinion. You can have a yearly scan, but sometimes it doesn't take into account the fights that you've had since the scan, end quote. And I agree wholeheartedly. If all you're doing is getting a scan at the beginning of the year, and especially with boxing, you can fight quite a bit. And as long as there are promoters and cars to be filled, you can fight almost as often as you want to. There really need to be scans each fight. I know he also said, and this was uh, in a podcast, that he thinks there needs to be better... Better attention at ringside, like having oxygen there at the ringside, uh, and, and different things of that nature. I don't know if that would have helped Pat or not in this situation, but it you know it's just sad. It's sad to see Joe Higgins, his trainer, who's been by his side for 13 years, closed the gym, which more than likely provided much help for the kids there in. Freeport and the Long Island area closed the gym and said he's really considering taking the ring out and just having heavy bags in there because he really can't at this point stand to think of, of another young man young lady being punched in the head in, in you know in in that place he's devastated by this and again it, it's just It's a sad, sad commentary. One of the people who trained with Day, Tyrone James, one of his uh, sparring partners for the fight, said that he, and he's speaking of Day, he's a phenomenal person, a great friend, always had a smile on his face. He could light up the darkest room, end quote. Again, this is a sad commentary hate to see that it happened. A young man, 27 years of age, is no longer here with us. And it, it's boxing. Boxing is probably it has to be the most dangerous sport that's out there. According to a report by Ben Morse of CNN, on average 13 boxers die a year due to injuries sustained in the ring. It's dangerous. Bull riding's dangerous bullfighting is dangerous cliff diving is dangerous motorsports are dangerous and boxing is dangerous as well all of those things that I mentioned are sports that people willingly participate in they know what could happen and they choose to participate in it because they won many of them have a love for it too it's an outlet that they would not have otherwise and three and more often than not it's a way out of whatever situation that they're currently in it's unfortunate that this has happened and happens so frequently and I'm praying for the family of Patrick Day I'm also praying for uh, Cornwell who is suffering because of Dave's death as well he also is suffering in this because he did not intend to kill that man that was not his intent and wishes he could take it back but he can't it's one of the hazards of the sport and I really don't have much else to say outside of that there are some fights this weekend on Friday, October 18th, on ESPN, you have Arthur Beterbiev taking on Alexander Usyk in a light heavyweight unification bout. Beterbiev brings his IBF belt to the ring. Vosdick brings his WBC belt in the ring and like Anthony Joshua says, they, they're putting them up in the air for grabs and whoever wins takes both of those titles. I know that the passing of Day has to weigh heavily on Vostick because just last year, hasn't even been a full year, he was in a fight with Adonis Stevenson and Adonis Stevenson was in a coma woo, about a month after that fight thank God he has regained um, consciousness, he came out of the coma, uh, he looks to have a recovery. He's not going to box, but he looks to give back by training people in boxing. Again, this I mean, with all of the dangers associated with it, it's something that people love to do, and that provides a positive avenue. So, I mean, it's it's such a double-edged sword. It, it is, but I know this has to be weighing on Vosdick. Vosdick also is trained by Teddy Atlas. I really don't know too many fighters who trained by Atlas come out well I mean usually when I'm watching a fight and Teddy Atlas is in the corner it's not a good night for whoever's corner he's in it's much better if Teddy Atlas is on the mic than in the corner we'll see whether or not Vostick comes out better or worse for having Atlas there with this being a unification bout a lot is on the line because in just about two weeks Canelo and Kovalev fight for a piece of the IBF uh, title which I believe they fight for the WBA version of that uh, and last week it's not the WBA or WBO I know last week um, someone fought to, uh, to defend their portion of the light weight belt Another wonderful Eastern European whose name slips my mind right now. Um, he fought on this same undercard for Usyk and um, naspang Who did he wind up fighting? Uh, Witherspoon. Yeah, that's it. Uh, he was the co-main event for that and, and just walked the guy. Um, God, I can see his face right now, but I can't call his name. Uh, either way it goes, he did not do himself Uh, much good in it because he walked the guy but it really wasn't anything uh, to write home about and so indescript that I can't even think of the guy's name right now either way it goes whoever wins this fight especially if they come out looking really good in it could possibly be the next opponent for the winner of the canelo Kovalev fight on, that's just on Friday. On Saturday, the zone has a card at four a.m. Uh, I'm not even gonna try the gentleman's names, uh, but it is a fight over in Asia, which is the reason why it's coming on as early as it's coming on. They have a uh, a deal with like WP. I forget the name of it, but uh, they used to put on a card a month, and it's time for that card at two p.m. Eastern on the zone. You've got another match room boxing card. Uh, Robbie Robbie Davies taking on Lewis Ritson, and then Ted Cheeseman and Scott Fitzgerald. There's been a lot of back and forth between Cheeseman and Fitzgerald uh, recently, so we'll see what happens with that. And then uh, Davies and Ritson also has has a little bit of of something going on with them too. So uh, that's at two Eastern on Saturday. Uh, via Facebook watch you got Oscar Duarte taking on Richard Solano Francisco Vargas is also on that card taking on Esquivel Aviles and then on Fight Pass at 9pm Eastern Cody Crowell and Mian Hussein will uh, will square off against one another just a bit of News on that, I just to say as a reminder, because I'm waiting to see what happens with it. Uh, Dana White said in October that Fight Bass is getting a rebrand and that he's bringing somebody in for boxing. It's mid month now, you only got about another week in the month, really, uh, where fighting is really able to, to take place. I mean, you got the 31st. Been on Thursday, but yes, yeah, not much time left to unveil this grand relaunching and this new guy. So we'll see what happens with that. All right, after this break, Fight Fans, we'll get a little cage time in. MTMV Sports brings you the main card. Keep it locked, Fight Fans. Hugh Douglas from ninety two ninety Game, and you listen to MTMB Sports. The pins dropped, the doors are locked, commissions thumbs go up, and they start the clock. It's cage time, fight fans, and there's not a whole lot going on in the cage this week. The PFL playoffs were in full swing for the second week in a row, which is odd for them. Uh, But they had that card that took place once again at Mandalay Bay in Vegas. And the finals were set for two more divisions as Loik Rajazabov from Tajikistan and season one champ Natan Sholte secured their spots at Lightweight for the finale at Madison Square Garden in the Hulu Theater that is on New Year's Day like Schulte Lance the party Palmer looks to get another million dollars from the PFL as he earned his way to the finals where he'll face Daniel Pineda Pineda made his PFL debut in the playoffs Stopping both Mofli Kabbalayev and Jeremy Kennedy. The UFC and Bellator, as well as Legacy Vet, now has a chance to change his life and win a million dollars on New Year's Eve. I mean, this is the kind of story that the PFL was made on. People coming in on short notice. I mean, the season's only about six to eight months long, anyway. But here this man comes in, hasn't participated in round one or two of the PFL, comes in as a late-notice replacement in the playoffs, and now he's in the finale. At the very least, he'll get $200,000 as long as he shows up, makes weight, and steps in the cage. At best, he could beat the former WSOF champ, and the season 1 PFL champ in Lance of Party Palmer and walk out with a million dollars this, this is great it's exciting now the UFC they have a card on ESPN for the 6th time this year this is a groundbreaking card for them as not only is it on Friday night which they've had cards on Sunday first uh, you eat the first UFC on ESPN card, that's a mouthful that's why I kind of messed up before but the first UFC on ESPN card was on a Sunday they've had cards on Saturday afternoon like the last one between Kobe Covington and uh, Robbie Lawler this one is on Friday night though not only is it on Friday night but it's on ESPN too not ESPN ESPN will be having the Vosdick uh, better be a fight. So they'll have all kinds of combat sports going on Friday night on ESPN. But this one is on the deuce. So, again, the UFC is breaking ground with this card. Both of these, again, are first since they have joined ESPN this past January. Now, the Curtain Jerker for the main card is also the Voice and marking matchup. And it pits 10 and 4 Darren the Dentist Stewart versus 6 and 0 Deron Wynn. It's at a catch weight of 188 pounds. Wynn's last fight was also at a catch weight of 188 pounds. The UFC doesn't do catch weight fights. So the fact that not one, but two of his fights, or all of his fights in the UFC, have been at a catch weight. Says a lot. As far as. What they think the. They have being the UFC. In Duran Wynn. That they would do this. For two of his fights. He was a curtain jerker on the last fight as well. Which was a fight of the night. win over Eric Spicely. So they're putting him back. In the curtain jerker again. Hoping to strike gold. This time against the dentist who is three and two over his last five fights half of his four losses are by decision including his last loss which was a split decision um, not too long ago he did pick up a win in his last bout uh, but again he's three and two over this time frame Uh, the other two fights that the dentist has lost have been by submission now when is a wrestler and I'm sorry that, that last decision loss he had was over Dana White Contender Series alum Edmund Shabazian and that was in November of last year so just a little bit over a year ago he rebounded with a win over another Dana White Contender Series alum Bavon Lewis in his last fight which was in June of this year so he's coming in The Cage Warriors vet is coming in To face off with Wynn again, two of his losses have been by submission. Wynn is a wrestler, he fights out of AKA, uh, he's like the mini DC, literally, which is why I think they keep allowing him to fight at this 188 catch weight because the man is 5'5. I mean, he's five feet, five inches. I don't know why he can't make 188, I'm sorry, 185 pounds at 5'5". Maybe there's some things he needs to do as far as his diet is concerned. I know when he fought for Golden Boy, he really was a standout on uh, that card in November of last year. He was fighting a light heavyweight, so he was even bigger. Could just be that he's a, a little bitty ball of muscle, but... Yeah, he's going to have to do something to try to get those other three pounds off if he's going to be competitive in the UFC. Because outside of a BMF title that they make, yeah, there's no 188-pound division uh, anywhere. But anyway, Wynn obviously has a lot of upside. This is why the UFC is kind of catering to him. But the dentist has... Experience, vast experience. He also was on a pretty nice losing streak right before this uh, three and two record began. We'll see how things play out. Could be a nice showcase for win again, uh, or the dentist could uh, (laughs) pull a a tooth or two and spoil the party. Speaking of the dentist, I had to have some more extractions made recently, and your man the voice is in a bit of pain boy not my dentist um, knows how to keep a brother hurting for a while but anyway I digress next fight up you got Macy the future barber versus the lady from Canada oh Canada Jillian the savage Robertson Macy is undefeated in her seven fight career thus far she believes and is shooting to become the youngest champion in UFC history. This fight will be contested at flyweight and uh, she gets a really stiff test in Robertson. Robertson is 7-3 but 4 and 1 in her last 5 fights. She fights out of American Top Team and is living in Port St. Lucie Florida currently she's only about three years older than the future is Uh, and the future I really was thinking about her last week when um, Mackenzie Dern lost because she wanted to fight and give Mackenzie her first loss couldn't do it but this week she'll get probably a much not probably a much tougher test and the biggest test in her career versus Robertson uh, Macy is a Dana White tennis series alum herself she uh, is very charismatic uh, and obviously being undefeated is a pretty good fighter don't sleep on the savage though she's won her last two fights by stoppage one of them elbows from the mount the other one By rear naked choke. As a matter of fact. The four fights that she's won. In this four in one. Time frame. Have all been by stoppage. And the fight that she lost. Yeah that was by stoppage as well. Uh, Roberts is a. Alum of. uh, The ultimate fighter. And she brings all that experience. Into the cage. Versus Barbara. Now, as far as Barbara stopping fights, mm, since she's been in the UFC, she's done just that. Uh, She stopped both of her opponents, Hannah Siffers as well as J.J. Aldridge. As a matter of fact, with the exception of her second fight uh, versus Mallory Martin in LFA back in September of 2017, every single fight that she's won has been by way of stoppage so this should be a very very interesting fight in the second one of the night after that because this is a six fight main card you have uh, J-Low Joe Lausanne Mr. Post Fight Bonus himself taking on from Tennessee Jonathan Pierce Pierce trains out of the MMA lab, and his nickname is JSP. I would, <laughs> I wish it was something a bit more unique, because we got GSP, we got OSP, and now JSP. But anyway, uh, this fight is near even as far as the odds are concerned with. Um, with Lozan having a very, very... I mean, very slight edge. just like uh, 110 to 120 right now. Negative 110, negative 120. Lozan again, he is the bonus king or has been forever in the UFC. But he's lost all but one of his last five fights. That's not good. And uh, Pierce, on the other end, has won... All five of his last fights. So for Lausanne who has been fighting forever in the UFC, uh, obviously his time is coming to an end. This could be the swan song if he's unable to pick up the victory against the young, surging Pierce. Only time will tell. The next card up, or the next fight up on the card you got Greg Hardy, the Prince of War, versus Ben uh, oh, Sosoli. Yes, nailed it. And that's one time I actually did get it right. Uh, versus some of the other times when I talk about nailing it. Now, of course, this is a heavyweight bout because that's where Greg Hardy fights. And Sosoli kind of looks like he's... Just being picked as a, a nice, uh, nice warm-up, nice setup for Mr. Prince of War, Mr. Hardy, who's had all of his fights on ESPN. So it seems like whenever they're on ESPN, they want Greg Hardy fighting because he must be bringing in some uh, some viewers due to his time in the NFL. Now he last fought on UFC on ESPN four. And beat Juan Adams uh via Hammer Fist. That was a really weird fight. To me, Sosoli looks more like a Dmitry Smolyakov Somebody they just found out there who was a heavyweight. He was like, Yeah, he's a heavyweight. Uh his record is seven and two. That's close to Greg's. Let's throw him in so that Greg can beat him and, and yeah, and and we can keep on keeping on. Now I'll say this for Sosoli. He's had a couple shots at the UFC. He tried out for tough season 28 and didn't make it in. He then also fought on Dana White's contender series earlier this year, and it was a no contest due to an eye gouge. So, you're like, all right, we'll bring him in. A third time's a charm, or three strikes, you're out. He trains with Dan Kelly and uh, is fighting out of Melbourne, Australia. So, he's got that judo background, uh, which is something that we we really haven't seen Hardy have to deal with. We thought that his fight with Adams, that Adams would try to get him down to the ground and work him there. Others have been successful in taking him down. Uh, we'll see whether or not Sasoli will have success using uh, that Fame judo background that he has and dan kelly is a judoka uh, like none other in mixed martial arts so we'll see what happens with that the co-main event is a grudge match this fight was a headlining fight for the mexico city card last month but due to an eye poke which coincidentally is how sosoli's fight on the uh, contender series ended it was due to an eye poke but due to an eye poke Jeremy Stevens could not continue and what was at first a really good fight and a fight to see where Yair Rodriguez really was is now a blood feud I mean they have been going at it Jeremy Stevens is talking about if i don't kill yair then it's not it's not a successful fight now of course he's uh speaking in hyperbole and with the losses that i talked about in the old one too, we pray that nothing of that nature would happen but these guys are going in there to stop the fight yeah there's no uh playing going on now Could this have been the voice of matchup? Absolutely. Did I almost make it that? Yes, I did. But if you know about this fight card, and you know that uh, Yair Rodriguez and Jeremy Stephens is on it, this is a fight you are already looking forward to, which is the reason why I put a spotlight on Wynn and Stewart. Uh, Because you already knew about it. You already knew about the feud. You already knew about their disdain for each other how they've been going back and forth the, the cameras don't have to be around it can be in the lobby it can be anywhere it's like on site for these two it's going to be a, a excellent fight and just like or let me say we hope that it is because we were hoping for that in Mexico City just like in the Mexico City fight though this thing is near dead even they're both, uh, as far as odds are concerned, at negative 115 piece. <sighs> Will Stevens's wrestling be able to get him the victory over El Pantera? Will Rodriguez's phenomenal striking be more than the little heathen can stand? <sighs> yeah, I have no idea. All I know is as long as nothing crazy happens, as it did in Mexico City, we should be in for a phenomenal fight. Now, the headlining bout for this card pits Chris Wyman, who, like I stated at the very beginning, as far as the UFC and ESPN is concerned he's breaking new ground too he's fighting for the first time at light heavyweight something that he stated before he got into the UFC that he would probably fight at that weight class he's moving up and taking on the undefeated at least by his record Dominic Reyes in the main event with it being a main event fight it is a five round fight the all American it is in the same situation that Joe Lausanne was in, or I should say is, is in, losing four out of his last five fights. And just like uh, who Lozan faces in JSP, yeah, Dominic the Devastator Rez is undefeated on record. Because to me, he lost that fight with um, Volkan Ozdemir, yeah, he, he did not win that fight. That fight was full cons. The judges gave it to him by way of split decision, if I remember correctly. But he did not win that fight. I'm sorry, he did. That should have been his first loss. So, will, um, will he be able to do it? Will the All-American, the man who put a stop to Anderson Silva's reign, be able to put a stop to Dominic Reyes if Reyes wins and yeah that, that Vulcan fight was a split decision that was his last fight if Reyes wins with his Toyo uh, tire commercials and, and everything else going on more than likely he's up next with John Jones Chris Weidman feels as if he should be up next after it with his name recognition and just w- with the things that he's done he feels like a win should get him there. He's been angling for it ever since he made his way to 205 or announced that he was coming to 205. Says that just like he put an end to Anderson Silva, he wants to do the same thing to John Jones. I hope he's not looking past Reyes though because if he's looking too far ahead, he's going to be looking over the lights again uh, which has been the case for most of his stoppages. He's looking really really good until he didn't with uh, Yoel Romero was just winning the fight then all of a sudden knee upside the head and he's done uh, with Jacare was looking the best that he's looked in years and then all of a sudden he gets caught and it's a done deal Gagor Musashi knocked him out with knees I mean uh, Luke Rocco uh, knocked him out with the ground and pounding caused him to lose his title. Rocco came up to 205 and got a rude awakening when he did. Will that be the same for the All-American? We don't know and we won't know until these two square off on Friday night. That does it, Fight Fans, for episode 113 of the MTMV main card. It's your man, the voice, Fights corresponding for MTNV Sports. Until next time, I'm sounding up.